You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. in here yeah i think i could see I my if, house uh, from here i bet if we i bet if we said something it would definitely echo let's let's try it right. what if we say uh i like this I game like this. nice okay yeah cool cool all right well how about you try one extreme oh Ooh. man it did it sounded even better the third time coming back <laughs> Uh, what about, um, Zach's a cool guy! Oh, he's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, what? That was... I think this cave is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And, and this, this is a podcast, podcast where we dig, dig deep on your favorite video, video games. games. <laughs> Man, there's an echo all the time now in my ear. <laughs> I think it's because we're in the cave, right? Yeah, that's it. Probably. Um, so, last week, where were we, Joe? I'm having a bit of a memory lapse. Can you remind me? Last week, we did the... The, uh, shit. We went through the end... We went through industrial, the industrial town. Industrial town, yes. Creme crack, creme crack industries. industries. That is surprisingly hard to say, creme crack. crack. Crim crack. I say that ten times fast. Crim I'll say it a thousand times fast. All right. How about you do that in the background? <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Um, but yeah. So I guess we'll move forward into the caves and uh, get back to you guys once we've made it through a little bit farther. But uh, Joey, we we better watch our step. It looks like a pretty steep fall. Yeah. We, so uh, just take take it slow. Um, do you have any? Do we? Do we didn't bring any climbing tools, did we? Uh, no, but we're apes. Or we or, are. Or chimpanzees. Or oh my god, what? <laughs> Where did this tail come from? <laughs> oh my god. Joey, I'm afraid. I'm running away. I'm out of here.
Okay. Uh, okay. I think I'm. I think I'm okay now. I'm chill. You good? I'm chill. You good? I'm chill. Okay. I'm chill. Cool. You good? I just forgot I had a tail for a second. You good? I'm good. You good? I just forgot I had a tail. You good? Man. <laughs> you know how it makes people feel when they when they're told they're good. It makes you feel great. Thank you. Please tell me again. One more time. You're all right. Aw. <laughs> all right. Well, I I want to satisfy the viewers in a way that you can't. So let's talk about tanked up trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Tanked up trouble. Um, all right. So. First off, it starts off with DK and them and Diddy going off into these blue lights. I don't know if there's any significance to the light color change. I don't think so. I just thought I'd call it out. I thought it'd be, I thought there'd be more to it eventually, but I think it was just like a palette change. Um, Yeah, I think might have just been a design choice that they felt like doing for no no distinct reason. To make it different, I guess. I don't know. No, uh, I guess not. Yeah. I just thought I'd call it out. Um, cool. But the mechanic uh, here, the mechanic plus ultra, uh, the moving platforms, now mm-hmm. with fuel. Now with fuel, yeah. It's um, a cool, cool little uh, game. Yeah, it's a cool little uh, twist on the actual previous mechanic, because now you're already familiar with how the platforms work, and you've already been tested on how that how that goes, but on top of now having to dodge and be comfortable on that space, you have to also make sure the platform keeps moving. Right. So on top of the previous difficulty curve uh, from before, they're now throwing another twist at you, which yeah. makes it a perfect little uh, twist for the oh, yeah. last world here. True. Um, and honestly, it gets progressively harder and harder to get the fuel as it goes mm-hmm. on. Yeah, uh, they kind of try and put it in more out of harder to reach places because it starts off uh, with a fuel tank being like in your line of sight, like you don't even have to jump for it. Right. And then eventually it it's becomes like in to between a, bees. Yeah, it gets <laughs> to a point where it's in between zingers, and yeah. each fuel tank now only refuels one cell of fuel, as opposed to like five or four. Uh-huh. Uh, which near the end honestly provides a lot of dramatic tension. Because you're oh, yeah. you're running on one fuel for a while at that last section, where you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, I gotta get the next tank! Oh shit, I gotta get the next tank! Oh shit, what do I do?" <laughs> like, it's just it's very tense, and in a way yeah, that super stressful. I mean, but in a way that makes it fun. Like you were yeah. like, oh, "I'm gonna do this," and you don't feel like you're being punished. You're being challenged. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that is a fantastic little twist of an existing mechanic. Uh, I gotta say kudos. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I really like this level. Of course, because it's the first level of the the world or whatever. Yeah, it's, again, it's the musical, it's the CD conundrum <laughs> that we end up being like, the first track on the album, yo, they throw it out hard. Yeah. Um, and they really do deliver, honestly. I think the difficulty curve is fair, and uh, they teach you how to use the uh, the fuel cells in a way that makes sense and is, you know, easily grasped. I think yeah. it was a just overall well-designed stage. Agreed. Um, the only the part, the part it, where uh, with the barrels you have to like 
if you go too early, it'll just shoot you down. I like that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get a little too anxious, and you're like, ah, shit, where do we go? Oh, <laughs> darn it. <laughs> um, but there is, I do have one minor gripe um, mm. with the design. Uh, and it's just, when you hit the bees or the zingers, and you're there exactly on your route, it basically ruins you. Because the problem is that the your invincibility frames uh, take, sorry, the time that you're invincible is less than the time it takes for the cart to start moving again. So okay. they don't they don't sync up well enough. Right. So if the bee is like in the middle of the cart right now, that takes up most of the space and you don't really have anywhere to stand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of either have to move quickly to get out of the way and position yourself so that you're hopefully not hitting it when your invincibility frames run out. Or mm-hmm. position yourself far enough away and react fast enough so that once it starts moving, you don't get yourself a destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like a minor gripe. Um, maybe it's because Fair. I'm not good at video games, but you know what? I... No, you know what? Who knows? Could be either no, way. Yeah, I know. You're good at video games. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jury's still out. Um... But yeah, I, I think um, just that part, maybe they could have made the invincibility frames a little bit longer than it takes to start moving, mm-hmm. just so that you have that safety net. But I guess, you know, it's also the last uh, world. They could just as easily pass this off as saying, it's part of the difficulty spike. Yeah, why not? So yeah, I mean, I'm giving them an excuse, so I hope they take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's about it for tanked up troubles. Do you want to move on? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. On to Manic Mincers. Yeah. Um, Joe, I really don't have much for this. Yeah, it's kind of similar to a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, I got one line here. Like, Rambi is in this, but there's nothing yeah. Rambi specific in this stage that he's needed for. Right. Like, there's no enemies that we couldn't take out without him. Right. All the secret stages have, like, barrels, barrels. near it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Is it just to shove Rambi in there to be like, hey, we, there's Rambi still here. Like, Probably. He's, like, a, he, he's a thing. They didn't have anything else to add to the level, so I guess they just added him. I guess. It's like, well, we have him. We may as well use him. We've only used him for, like, what, four stages? <laughs> um... But yeah, I didn't really see the need for Rambi there, but yeah. I think we're I think we're spot on by saying, you know, they just put them in because they can. Yeah, why not? Yeah, otherwise this is a pretty standard platforming level. Yeah. There's no real mechanic, nothing really being remixed, nothing, it's just that, yeah, it's, it's like the equivalent of like platforming white bread. It's just bland, and it doesn't really like it. Doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, I guess it's just they just upped the difficulty difficulty level a bit. And that's it. Yeah, like again, it's a the CD dilemma really kind of captures this problem too because it's track two where it's like okay, like you really blew your load on track one, didn't you? <laughs> uh, you agree, right? I agree. Yeah. Um. 
Is there anything you else you want to particularly touch on here? I'm going to take a drink of water, but otherwise I guess we'll move on if you don't. Uh, not really. Just those, this, the wheels. There's a lot of wheels in this one, which is hard. That's it. There is a lot of wheels. <clears throat> the wheels keep on spinning round, spinning <laughs> round, spinning round. Oh. Now <laughs> I'm in the mood for some cake. <laughs> oh, me too. Remember when we saw them live? That was awesome. That was so good. That was a lot of fun. I wish yeah. I bought the shirt. Uh, Next time. I can't believe time. they gave away just a fern. That was the weirdest thing. Was so, that that time? Yeah, yeah. So oh, they do it every time, to, I guess. To the listeners who didn't go to this concert, we went to a cake concert a while back, and halfway into the the set, they just stopped and talked about like a fern or a potted plant that they were like taking care of, and like just gave it to somebody in the audience. <laughs> and then they were like, "You're gonna take care of this plant, right? We're gonna check back with you in a year." I have no idea if they did. I wonder, like, if it's alive. I don't know. I feel like I'd feel like really shitty if I got cakes, uh, like potted plant. plant, and then killed it within like a week of getting. Like, oh god, this was a bad idea. <laughs> Why did I get? Oh no. I gotta email them and tell me to send tell them to send me another one. Yeah. <laughs> I need another cake fern. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, that was really off topic. Um, so you wanna move on? Yeah, let's do it. To level three. Misty Minds. Yeah. very literal. Very literal. Um there's it's certainly misty, but uh if you take a look at just how the mist moves when you're not moving, mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives off that, like, feeling of, like, when you're shaking out a bed sheet. <laughs> like, when you're just, like, waving it up and down. Like, yeah. It's kind of like, it looks exactly like that. I want just, like, stare at it without moving for a while. Yeah. It, yeah, looks, yeah. it looks like an oscillating bed, like, uh, right. <laughs> bed sheet. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Someone's, um, like, tired. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, how do I make it misty? And it's like, I don't know. Just place a mist-like back, background on the foreground, make it a little more opaque, and then call it a day, John. I'm fucking spent. Easy. Um. So the mechanic here isn't really a mechanic, but it's more like a... Hey, this could make this level easier, but we're not forcing you to do it, kind of thing. Um, what do you it's mean? TNT barrels plus the right, dumb right. drums. Yeah, you can yeah. destroy the dumb drums, but like you don't have to. Exactly, like they're saying they're they're setting it up for you in such a way that you could imply right. that that's what you're supposed to do, but they're not forcing you to do it. Right. Like there's, there's not probably a big some like uh, secret, a few secrets that you could unlock by destroying some dumb drums there are i think they lead to some secret bonus areas yeah but um it's not like they set up a big wall of the drums and like put a, right that would have been cool they put up like a tnt barrel in yeah. front of them being like eh, eh, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see no not quite so they i so i'm struggling to call it a mechanic and more just like a thing you can do if you feel like it. Mm-hmm. If you want to explore the level a bit more. It is kind of 
satisfying to destroy a dumb drum. It is, and it makes a huge explosion, and yeah. um, really, it looks cool. Um, but the I guess they really try and ramp up the difficulty not by the amount of dumb drum. Well, they do. They put a lot more near the end, but they also kind of mm. ramp it up by having it spit out tougher enemies the farther you right. go in. Um, like more complex multi-hit enemies, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how they kind of difficulty scale for this one. Um, and then I just something somebody noticed in the background. Honestly, I, I, mm-hmm. I guess I just must have missed this in other cave esque levels. But there's little TNT barrels just resting in the background. In the background? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't interact with them. And they're, no, they're like TNT boxes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just kind of resting in the backgrounds. So right. I just got, kind of found it funny. It's like, what if you blew one up near that barrel? Is it How far away is the background in relation to the foreground? <laughs> right. Now, now I'm thinking of things that do not, absolutely don't matter. But um, <laughs> it just kind of, it's like, hey, what if I threw a TNT barrel close to that other TNT box, uh, it technically should explode if it's close, but I guess if not, then this is a much larger cave than I expected. They could have done that. Like, why not? I guess depth depth perception? Maybe to make it seem larger. Yeah, and more complex, I guess. Or maybe it was just one of the stock assets they had for Mm. cave, and they decided to keep it in there. I don't know. Could be. Who is to know? Who's to say? Who's to say? Could be laziness. It could be incredulous genius. Um, it's our incredible genius. I, I can believe. I can't <laughs> believe. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's all I got for Misty Minds. Anything yeah. I, I missed? or? <laughs> I don't think you missed anything. <laughs> Damn it. I thought you wouldn't. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um... Okay, so I think we should take another break here, because that's where we left off. Um, and honestly, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit concerned about this next area we're getting into. Uh, yeah. the, the lights keep turning off, and I, it's kind of spooky. It is spooky. I'm definitely, having flashbacks. Definitely the spookiest level. Yeah, at least in the other one, when the lights turned off, we were inside. But I don't know, being underground, the lights yeah. off is just something even. Like, just, can you yeah. can you go can you go first and I'll just follow you. Okay, okay, Zach. Okay, follow um, my lead. All right, we'll be right back. Joe, just you're gonna okay. Thank you. Oh, what's that on my shoulder?
Oh, get it off me. Oh, I don't like it. <sighs> oh, what is... Joey? What? What? What was that? Was that you? Yeah, it's creeping around music. Oh, okay. I don't creep around. There's all this. There's all these people. There's all these things climbing, creepy crawlies, bullshit, and I think one of them, like, laid eggs on my shoulder. What? I hate it. Ew. Get it off. Um. Okay. While I wash myself down with industrial cleanser, mm. let's talk a little bit about uh, about what we just went through. All right. Um. <clears throat> loopy lights. Yes. We are underground. It's pretty loopy down here. Um, so basically what happens is uh, the, the mechanic here is within every two seconds or so. Uh, sorry, sorry. Within two seconds of coming into the room, you see there's an on barrel, um, which uh, at first, and then the lights turn off, mm. and then this barrel changes to off. Um, this all happens within the span of two seconds. Yeah. So, if you're paying attention, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> in that in that two seconds, it's told you basically what's happening in this stage. Mm-hmm. True. Um, so, it's a, it's a great bit of quick conveyance to show, hey, this, this is, is the mechanic, let's go. Right. Because uh, that's not the thing that I think they want to focus on, honestly. Uh-huh. What I think they wanted to focus on was the enemy that they put in. For this stage only, it's a cl- jumping claptrap. Oh, it's only in this one, eh? Yeah, only yeah. in this one. Interesting. Um, so it's not just any jumping it does. It jumps only when you jump. Mm-hmm. So that makes for a very interesting challenge. Oh, yeah. Those things you're are not annoying used- already. Yeah, because you're used to everything jumping in a set pattern that you can adapt to. But this one jumps when exactly when you do. So if you tried to jump on him, he'll just bite you. Yeah. Because he, he's jumping in the air now. Yeah. Luckily, so you need to kind of... Yeah. Sorry, go on. But luckily, there's a lot of, like, levels that you could, like, gain higher ground with. Yeah. So the way the level's laid out is it allows for that kind of planning. Um, but it also kind of teaches you, hey, look. You're gonna to need to approach this enemy a lot differently than you normally would mm-hmm. because uh, because of this ability. So it kind of uh, you know how to jump on enemies, obviously at this point. But now you need to kind of teach yourself how to jump on this new kind of enemy that adapts to every move you do. Yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, it's a good like last world kind of thing. Yeah, it makes for a very interesting challenge, honestly. I, I really like it. Yeah. Because it switches up the normal dynamic of how you approach an enemy and uh, kind of turns it all up on its head because you've had all these preconceived notions of how you attack them. But now that's all out the window just because of this one enemy. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so I think it's a really good idea, and I, I commend them for putting it in there. So kudos. Kudos to them. Um... And then the, later in the stage, it couples these claptraps with uh, a lot of mankeys and some zingers for obviously some additional challenge on top of the claptraps and, right, the, and the barrels turning off, on and off. Like, this stage is just a clusterfuck of difficulty. Yeah. But I mean, if you've made it up to this point, 
Yeah. The beautiful thing about it is, if you've made it up to this point, you should be well prepared. Yeah. You, you're already good at this. Yeah, like, that's the thing. The ramp up throughout the past worlds has been so gradual that this at this point, it seems completely fair that they throw this amount of challenge at you. Yeah. Agreed. So, it's not it's not like a cheap thing where it's like, okay, now you dealt with one enemy. Now a thousand! <laughs> No, it's not that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, what is that kind of bullshit though? Is right at the end. Honestly. Yes, I know. Legit. <laughs> little. You want to say it? No, you can go on. Like legit. This is the biggest middle finger I've ever seen. Like holy shit! So right at the exit, it's hiding in the in the, the exit door, and right as you're about to jump into the exit. He, the uh, one last jumping claptrap yeah. comes out to fuck you over just at the end. They never have that. They never have that. That is legit the biggest middle finger I've seen in this entire game. Yeah. And it's honestly like, looking back on it, it's fucking hilarious. It's so funny. Like I, It's I don't so even funny. Care. I don't even mind. Like, in the moment, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. But, yeah. like, thinking back on it, like, ah, this, is, this is, like, fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's just like, lol, fuck you. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, did you? And you know why? You know why it's, uh, be, you know why I think we like it as much as we do? Because they don't do it as often. Yeah, exactly. Because if they did this all the time... We'd probably be fed up with this shit. Yeah, of course. But the fact that they only do it once mm-hmm. makes it an excusable thing, or it's kind of like basically it's a joke. Yeah. And they're they're yeah. just kind of like ah, we wanted to just play a prank on you guys. That's what I love about Nintendo. They have senses of humor. Yeah, I gotta say, Rare, you did a fantastic job making this one. Like you guys fucking killed it. Yeah. Um, but that's all I got for Loopy Lights. You want to move on? Sure. All right. Platform perils. Do you think um, Mario Party got their minigame from this game? I think it might have. I was going to say uh, platform peril. Um, it uh, definitely is perilous. But uh, <laughs> I feel like DK should have had a clear advantage in that game, considering he has uh, previously been exposed to perilous platforms. True. Um, yeah, so we're on so, platforms. Yeah, and not just any platforms. The perilous kind. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I got more to say about it than that. Um, so it starts off with a lot of two-hit enemies. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the platforms are so shallow and short mm. kind of makes me believe they want you to play as DK for this section. Okay. Because, I mean, you can take them out as Diddy... But it requires you roll into them, but there's not right. a lot of runway to roll. Right, right, right. So it makes me feel like they're trying to have you play as Donkey Kong here. Okay. I see that. Um, yeah. And it introduces uh, Crush's new wardrobe change with his 70s neon colored <laughs> onesie. Yeah. Like, it's a whatever it's very it is. Fa- it's very fabulous. Mm. Uh, I don't think I can pull it off. I don't think I can I pull off can. a leotard in general. No, you think I can? Yeah. I don't think I can pull off a leotard. No, you're right. You can. 
thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, again, he's no different than the other one. He just looks yeah. different. I don't know why. Maybe they just got bored mm-hmm. with the other one. Again, he's the only in this stage, too. Right. So I guess they just got bored near the end. Yeah, just want to change it up or something. Yeah. Um, but the mechanic on this whole level, though, is moving sheet metal, basically, as the platforms. Right. Uh, it's a good challenge. A lot of uh, quick ramp up um, in the difficulty, and there's no real safe way that they kind of teach you how this mechanic works. Right. The beginning is still just you're uh, in the vo- on the void, you know. Yeah. Don't don't fall or you're fucked, kind of yeah. thing. But it's like pretty simple to understand. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're familiar with the concept of moving platforms and in some of the previous episodes they did introduce this yeah just not as the main concept uh-huh so you could be also familiar with them from previous worlds <laughs> um but near the end actually uh, i think they say whatever you can be whoever you want because uh, they start supplying a lot of barrels right for duty to also use to take out these yeah. two hit enemies they assume that you're gonna like, die as DK at one point, and you're only going to have Diddy left. <laughs> that's true, so that's a good point. I actually didn't think of that. They might have actually been accounting for you maybe taking a hit by SDK and then being like, ah, oh, fuck, I guess i got to restart, but nope. They, yeah. halfway in, just say, like, you know what? Do not worry about it. We're, we're going to help you out. <laughs> Here's some barrels. You've made it this far. Let me be nice. Aw. Um... But that's all I really got for platform peril. Yeah. Are you, uh, yeah? Yeah. Should we move on? That's pretty much all it is. Yeah, so we'll move on to, uh, Neki's Revenge. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So what is it? All the bosses we fight twice? Is that what? Uh, I guess, except for the bee. We fought, uh, yeah. fought the bee once. And the, uh, the bat, the, uh. And the drum. The drum, yeah. So just two neckies and two naughties. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, Mas- Master Necky Sr., as he is known, I guess. Uh, he's purple. <laughs> ah! Is it because he's been gulping back too many nuts? Is that a thing? I mean, like, maybe he's choking. Maybe, maybe uh. that's what we're trying to help him unstick the nuts from his throat because he's swallowed too many and now we're just trying to give him the world's worst version of CPR. Yeah, maybe he's just uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this picture. He's like, he looks pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. He's like, ah, get him out! (laughs) I mean, I'd be pretty upset too if I was coughing up nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, But the difference between this Neki and the previous one is that He's invincible while he's shooting his nuts, um, which increases each time you hit him. So from one to five nuts come out, and then he's done. Yep. A little harder, but still not uh, too challenging. Yeah, nope. Um, He is certainly just there to be a boss. (laughs) By the way, I, I'm pretty sure the boss is just a head. Like, they, they didn't model anything else. Right. It's no. just his head and then part of his neck. Yeah, no. They definitely didn't model anything else. 
<laughs> um, but that's yeah, that's the Neki fight. Like, yeah, there's not much else to it. That's it. Um, but I guess that leads me to, to internet backstory. Internet backstory. Dun dun. Yeah, I didn't even have to do a lead into it because we have too much to talk about still. Yes. Because this is the because this is the end game, folks. Um, Master Neki Senior. I actually have a quote here. <laughs> uh, I think the game became self-aware uh, oh, yeah. because it says, uh, "Cranky Kong says this in the Game Boy Advance ports of this game. Uh, it's just like the old days, reusing the boss." Changing its color and pretending it's something completely new. <laughs> um, just because you reference it, game, and make fun of it, doesn't make it okay. It's yeah. still bad. It's still bad. <laughs> it, it's just you understand that it's bad. Um, so, yeah, we talked about his way of being destroyed. Um, oh my god, for real, is there actually no additional information here? um actually here the game boy advance remake um in that fight they actually change the fight a bit so master neki from the previous fight also returns to fight alongside master neki senior um so when the battle starts both of them are firing coconuts at you Mm -hmm. um and then you'll have to take them both down to win the fight right so, it's interesting, because <clears throat> that's a completely different fight than what you have in the original. Yeah. Like, it's some, what, more complex, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it at least changes up the dynamic a bit more, mm-hmm. and honestly, it makes it makes sense calling it Neki's Revenge, because if they're both Neki's, and one of the Neki's is actually coming back to fight you again, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... That's all I see here for uh, internet backstory for Master Neki Senior. Internet backstory. Cool. Very cool. Um. Yeah. So I guess let's take one last break because I f- we found the exit to the cave here, right? We did. Finally and found it. Yes, and. I think uh, I think we finally made it to the ship. Yeah. All right. Well, let's gird, let's gird our loins and gird all of the things. <laughs> gird, are you girding? Uh, I'm gird. Jared, you got a gird. I'm gird. I'm gird. Okay, gird all of the things, including your loins, and let's go take down King Garul. Gird's death. Birdman, caca!
guess what? We did it. We did it, and we have a we have a and sick new pirate ship. <laughs> oh yeah, I've always wanted one. I know, right? This is ours now. We win it, right? That's that's sea law. I'm pretty sure that's sea law. <laughs> if, let's go plunder some plunder. Yeah, we'll go plunder some plunder. But we we go, let's <laughs> let's tell them a little bit about what we what we finished up here first before we sail off into the distance and plunder. Um, All right, sweet. So let's talk a little bit about King. Gang. K. <laughs> Rule. Gangplank Galleon, a.k.a. Yes. King Karul fight. Uh, yes. So, yes, it was time for the showdown with the man himself. Um, and, by the way, the fight starts regardless of whether or not you actually decide to go over and see him. Because uh, the way it's, it starts is you are on one side of the gigantic ship. He is on the other. Uh, he is not in the same vein of... Uh, the other boss fights where they're all on screen all the time, or for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of... The fight starts. You just need to know that to know to walk yeah. over. Um, yep. So he has a, a plethora of moves. Uh, he has mm-hmm. a crown throw. And stages. Yes, he has a crown throw, a boomerang crown, I guess. I don't know how that <laughs> works. Boomer crown. Boom, boomer crown Boomer crown nice thank you oh yeah um he does what every good boss does and dashes Mm mhm um and the dude drops bowling balls from the ceiling or cannonballs I was thinking cannonballs uh dude's got mad hops he Mm -hmm. he hops like a motherfucker um by the way about the cannon fire he's legit just firing cannonballs at his own ship I feel like that's not good (laughs) captaining yeah, like it seems like a bit what? a bit overkill. Like I didn't remember seeing in the like Pirates of the Caribbean movie like where Jack Sparrow turned his cannons up into the sky and shot at his own ship to get the enemy pirates off. Right. Pretty that sh- wouldn't make sense. Yeah, and I mean Jack Sparrow's a pretty crazy dude. I don't he didn't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> so Pretty sure that's not a smart move. <laughs> uh, but these all come in threes, basically meaning uh, each time you hit him between each one of these stages, he'll just kind of get faster or whatever it is will just speed up, basically. Yeah. So first one's kind of slow, second one's medium, third one is very fast. Yeah. For whether or not he's dashing or jumping or cannon firing. Uh, yeah. That's basically the progression. Solve. Uh, and then you right. win. Yeah. Yeah, because he falls uh, down, right? And the and the credits came up. Right, but everything starts with a K. Yeah. By the way, uh, these credits are just fantastic. Can I read what the credits say? Yes, please. So they all start with K. So coding is done by Claptrap. Characters <laughs> was done by Crusher. Um, coloring was done by Critter. Concept was done by Clump, and Commander <laughs> oh. was King K. Rule. Oh, Clump did the coloring? Yeah, yeah, no, Clump did the concept, so the entire uh. concept of this game was done by Clump. So, you should thank him. Wow. Send Clump all your thank mail at clump at clumpmail.clump. <laughs> <laughs> We get, we don't give uh, these guys enough credit. Apparently, they're smart enough to make an entire game. Yeah, um, I'm 
I'm impressed they still wrote coloring with a, an OU. I'm impressed that <laughs> Claptrap managed to do coding for the entire game with his tiny fists, with his tiny hands, and giant mouth. Does he even have hands? I mean, he has, like, paws, I guess. Right. But, like, just I just, like, imagine, like, a dinosaur trying to type, basically. Where his face is just mashed up against the screen, and he's like, Type! Must! Type! Can't reach keyboard! Need ergonomic option! Uh, but lo and behold, these credits were fake! Uh, and King Garul just stands up and he's like, oh no, lol, I'm not dead. Uh, um, but by the way... And now he's even faster. And he's even faster now. By the way, I didn't mention this, but uh, a lot of the sound effects that Garul has himself are from other things. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I noticed that. I did notice that. Like his jump is the tire sound. His smashing right. is a barrel breaking. I don't know if they did that on purpose or they just, like, didn't want to, like, add more sounds. Like, they didn't have enough. Yeah, I think they did add a sound because the throw legitimately... Tell me if I'm wrong, but remember how it sounds when he throws the the crown? Just imagine that sound in your mind. And now imagine a marble rolling on wood. Doesn't that sound the same? Okay. Yeah. Like a heavy marble rolling on wood? Yeah. Okay. You, can you hear that? I hear it. Like it sounds... It, like a bowling like a bowling ball? Yeah, like a bowling ball, kind of. Yeah. Wait, I just described a bowling alley? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> like a bowling ball. Like a, a heavy marble. <laughs> like, you know, one that, you, down wood. that has like Hitting holes <laughs> in it that you can maybe pick it up with. <laughs> Hitting uh, tall white... Uh, hitting tall white cylinders (laughs) you know you know what i'm talking about this sounds like it'd be a fun game yeah use your imagination like (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even think of that until i made the connection um but yeah the sound effects are just something else um but yeah like you said he's got new move and by new moves i mean new jumps he has a long jump a short jump and an even shorter jump. Again, it comes <laughs> yeah. in threes, people. Um, and then once you take him out in this one, that's it. That's all the fight he had in him. TKO! Boom! <laughs> and he is knocked out. And we win! Yeah. Yay! And then there's Good all stuff. this fun post-game stuff. Where Cranky can't believe that a whippersnapper like us could do it. Hashtag pride. <laughs> or hashtag proud. How's that? Um, and then uh, he actually just straight up breaks the fourth wall by saying, uh, If I'd been playing, I'd have found everything. <laughs> so just yeah. not even keeping up the charade sure, sure that this was anything but a game. Um, good stuff. And then he says, Go check out your horde. And then you go back to the sad, sad place you were before in the beginning of the game where you walked in your horror and you are all sad. Now you're all happy again because your bananas are back! Yay! Yay, bananas! Um, And then uh, after DK does his little happy dance, we get into a nice little character crawl to show all the... 
the featured players on this game. The best part. The best part of waking up is critters in my cup. <laughs> Gross. Critters in my cup. In your cup. Cup. <laughs> um, so they have little tiny vignettes. Obviously, they show all the critters. I'm not going to run through the names of all of them because that would take forever. But I will point out just a few things uh, that happened during the crawl. So apparently the jellies and the sharks are just not friends. The jellies and the sharks are just not friends? Yeah, because, like, after they introduce the aquatic enemies, like, they show the jellyfish being chased by a shark. Right. And then yeah. they have, like, six jellyfish, like, chasing the shark down, being like, What now, motherfucker? Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, yeah. And Classic then, Nintendo. And then Cranky... Lol it, Cranky. Like, he keeps coming out when they're juicing the cogs. He's like, is it my turn yet? And then as it's about <laughs> yeah. to be him, he's like, surely me next. Um, but yeah, the weirdest part of this whole character curl thing is just this ending with Diddy and DK. Which is, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it. They have a weirdly, like, antagonistic relationship. Diddy and, and DK? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? How? Okay, so... Let me run through this play-by-play with you of their interactions uh, post-credits here. So, D- Diddy stomps down on DK's foot. DK then right. slams Diddy in the head, caught knocking him to the ground. Uh, <laughs> DK then uh, knocks Diddy's cap off and then trips him, falling, making him fall to the ground. And yeah. then Diddy just straight up bites DK's finger. <laughs> like they have a weirdly a weirdly antagonistic relationship to each other. They're like rivals. Yeah, like it's weird. Like I thought they were bros. Like I've never be like this kind of a dick <laughs> to any of my friends. If, and I hope you guys don't too. Like, like holy <laughs> shit. If you do it two players, are you like against each other? No, you're still on the same team. But I mean, like I guess. One of the, I guess one of the options in the beginning is two-player co-op or two-op com, uh, two-player competitive. So maybe they kind of set that up, the expectation that there might be more to this than like a friend relationship. Maybe it is kind of like a competitive relationship. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's the thing. It just seemed a bit antagonistic is all. Guys, yeah. don't, don't treat your friends like that, guys. Treat your <laughs> friends like your friends. Like give them hugs and candy and yeah. shit. I don't know. And chocolate and warm blankets. Yeah. And tell them that you appreciate them. Don't bite their fucking finger like a goddamn monkey. Itchy and scratchy style. Yeah, holy shit, that was so itchy and scratchy. <laughs> I guess that was really Tom and Jerry. Mm. Let's, come on. Um, right. <laughs> and then I guess I just want to give a few shout-outs to the actual credits here. Uh, the head, head programmer... Uh, C. Sutherland, uh, Music, D. Weiss, E. Fisher, and R. Beamland. Uh, sorry, the only person I actually know off that list is David Wise. He did a fantastic job. Uh, they had 12 testers, actually, for QA, which honestly paid off because this game was fucking great. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, legit, right after the last credit is done, it is the quickest fucking reset I have ever seen. To like going back to the main, it's like, and last credit done. <laughs> it's like, did it just break or something? It's like there's no pivot. 
it's just like, yeah, it's like you, it's like, did I do something to reset it by accident? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's it for Donkey Kong Country. Um, but before we go here, um, I think I owe you guys one last internet backstory. Internet backstory. Two in one episode. Oh my gosh, I'm spoiling you. Oh. So, King K. Rule is the main antagonist of the DK series, a malevolent ruler of the Kremlin race, and the head of the Kremlin crew. Uh, he's repeatedly tried to snatch DK's banana horde for reasons that aren't fully understood. Uh, to reach his goal, he has even gone as far as kidnapping some of the Kongs. Um, his appearance in Donkey Kong Country. Um, he and his uh, Kremlin crew came to DK Island one stormy night with the intention to steal Donkey Kong's fabled banana horde, uh, sending several Kremlings to Donkey Kong's treehouse to steal the precious bananas, the Kremlings encountered the little encountered little resistance, as the only person guarding them was Diddy Kong. Knocking Diddy aside and then sealing him in a barrel, the Kremlings stole the banana horde. Uh, after venturing through many reasons of DK, Donkey Kong released uh, Diddy Kong, defeated many of K. Rule's operatives, and reclaimed the bananas, which were guarded by the lieutenants of the Kremlin crew a.k.a. the bosses, uh, where we finally made it to Gangplank Galleon, uh, K. Rool's ship, where we fought against the tyrannical croc in battle. Uh, K. Rool tried many tricks to defeat DK and Diddy, such as using his crown as a boomerang, uh, trying to ram them, stop them, summoning a large barrage of cannonballs, and even faking his own death. Mm-hmm. Um, that... Yeah, there's a lot of other information here about his other cameos and other games, but I'm going to save those for feasibly when we play those again, when we play those. But let me see if I can find some cool little information for you. Um, <clears throat> we have some trophy information from his uh, trophies in Super Smash Brothers. Um, King Karul. The demented head of the Kremlings and big boss of the Donkey Kong series is a giant, greedy <laughs> glutton with a serious eye tick. Um, while he fits all the evil boss mold, uh, the sorry, while he fits the evil boss mold nicely, he's just enough enough of a bumbler to have gained a few fans over the years. Uh, he plans to blow up the DK Islands with his blastomatic to show how unbalanced he is. Um. There's another piece of info here. The supreme commander of the Kremlin crew, uh, King Karul steals bananas from the Donkey Kong and ends up kidnapping Diddy at some point. He is so good at playing mm -hmm. it dead that sometimes the credits even rolls. He lies there, feigning defeat. Uh, his brother, Captain K. Rool, right. made an appearance in Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. That's interesting. So... King Karul has a brother. It's not just him in a in a costume. Mm. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Okay, I don't want to talk about his appearance. How about his personality? King Karul, as his name, a pun on Karul, may imply he's often extremely brutal, ruling his minions through threats and intimidation, often punishing them severely, 
even when they mm-hmm. fail. Um, Karul seems to hate the Kongs, referring to them as filthy apes and monkey brains, even though he doesn't treat his own soldiers much better either. Uh, so whom to be a, appear to be loyal to him regardless. Um, they imply that he's a bit insane and demented, a bit of a showboater, constantly showing off and making taunting gestures. Um, <laughs> King Karul is mentioned having a wife in a later game, uh, specifically after uh, a defeat of a boss a second time. Baron K. Rulenstein appears, right. stating that he built this robot from his wife's best pots and pans. It's unknown if Karul was telling a joke or if he actually has a wife. Um, uh, however, in the December twenty second, I'm uh, sorry, December twenty third, nineteen ninety nine edition of the Scribes, uh, Scribes section of Rare's website, Lee Loveday revealed that K. Rules, uh, my wife is going to kill me. Line was merely a typical throwaway <laughs> Vic and Bob reference. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, his appearance in the television show. Dear God, he was an idiot in that. That's all you need to know. He's, he was an idiot in that. Um, in Donkey Kong Country series, though, his voice... He was voiced by Ben Campbell, and then but in the Donkey Kong 64 games, he possessed an ominous, low Darth Vader-like voice uh, provided by Chris, Pe- Chris Pyle. Uh, but that's all we got for... Nope. You know what? I'm going to do one more because i got a little bit of trivia here. <laughs> in the... Because I want to say this word. In the bum, bada bum, um, im erwald <laughs> comic, uh, King Karul, despite being dressed as Captain Karul, is never referred to such. He's always King Karul. Um, you know what? There's so much more information here, and I know we're going to come back to a DK game, so I don't want to blow my entire load here, so I'm going to stop it there. Yeah. Internet Backstory. Internet Backstory. So thank you guys so much for coming on this journey with us. We really appreciate you sticking with it. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to just say thank you again to our parent network, uh, Never Sleeps Network. Again, check out all the awesome shows they got there. Again, Talking Wrestling... Uh, Speech Bubble, Vesta Friends, Potato Files. Uh, check them all out, you guys. These guys are great, and I really think uh, you'll enjoy it. Um, but if you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, reach out to us uh, pretty much on everything at It's the Extreme on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook page, uh, Instagram, Instagram. Email. And we have an email. It's the extreme at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, but yeah, Joe, I guess before we, we head off here, um, I guess final thoughts? Um, one of the best games of all time. I Yeah, no kidding. I honestly, after having revisited it, I was worried about the nostalgia goggle problem, but I think this game was better than Super Mario World. I think so, objectively speaking. Objectively, I think it is better than Super Mario World. Yeah. And if you if you guys think I'm wrong, tweet like tweet at me. But 
I think just having gone through it world by world here and level by level and breaking it all down, I think overall, this is a better game. Like, it's got, it's like, it's more rounded, I find. It's like... It's, yeah, it's more polished. Yeah. It's more, it's a better gaming experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, tweet at us if you have a different opinion. We'd love to hear from you about it, but I, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think that's about it, and we'll, so, we'll see you guys next week. We're gonna start up a new game, I guess. We'll, we'll maybe throw up a quick questionnaire, and be like, hey, what do you guys think? Otherwise, we'll just kinda take it from there. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you so much. And, um, if uh, you want it's our 50th episode, by the way. Yeah, it's our 50th episode. Who the hell thought we'd make it this far? Yeah. Um, so to commemorate our 50th episode, uh, Joey's actually created a custom piece of music specifically for in honor of this game uh, that's going to play right after we're done here. So I take a listen. I know it's fantastic. I know you're going to love it. Um, but just before that plays again, if you do want to support us, um, we also have a Patreon. Again, you don't have to, but we would really, it would mean a lot to us if you did. We're still going to make this show regardless of whether you're supporting us or not. But if you want to support us and you like what we're doing and you want to throw maybe a dollar our way, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, other than that, Joe, is there anything I'm missing? Nope. Um, did we write everything down? I think we wrote everything down. Wow. I think I wrote I wrote it down here in my book. So Good. don't forget to write down uh, your thoughts and feelings on uh, Donkey Kong Country, and we'll talk to you guys in the next game. All right. Enjoy the music. Yeah.
guys, we forgot. We wanted to let you know about the winners of our contest. Yes. So we had a lot of entries, and uh, we've narrowed it down to our winner. So the winner of the got of the Gashapon style Pokemon figurines is the Ashtonator two three one on Instagram. The Ashtonator. Congratulations, Ashtonator. Uh, thank you again for tagging your friend, YoungGent2K17. <laughs> uh, but again, I want to say thanks to everyone for entering. And uh, we'll be reaching out to you, Ashtonator, just to, get your, just to get your deets and send you off your prize. That's right. But we'll be doing another one of these contests again soon, you guys. So stay tuned. Keep an ear out, and uh, again, we we look. Yeah, (laughs) thank you for your support, and don't forget to write it down. And I love you platonically. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.